Hi, uh, this is Cameron Williams, again with uh, Glendale Post Sermon, or GPS, because we're trying to find the pulse on where we are spiritually. Um, we are in Glendale, uh, Los Angeles, California, and um, I'm here with Brian, yet again, Brian Shackman. Long-time uh, listener, second-time podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, we're here on our second episode, and we're actually in our auditorium, in, in our church. Um, we recorded the first episode the same place, so uh, we're getting off the ground right now, but uh, but this is a good space, and and it feels like home. It does. It's a home in L.A. A home in L.A. That's right. All right. Um, so before we get started, um, uh, I just wanted to know how your week was, Brian. It's been, been a solid solid start to the week uh things things have been going well just getting getting things done always always something to do that's for sure mm-hmm. definitely well uh all right so let's just get right into it all set let's go brian's been doing a sermon on uh, diversity so the uh, topic of conversation is diversity and how that helps our community and uh, our church and everyone around us um so, Brian, what steps do you think we need to take to become a more diverse community in general? Yeah, I think that one would just be honesty, that you would have the like honest ability to just say to yourself, like, okay, you know, we all like diversity. It's a buzzword, and we think it's important. But generally, I think in reality, like, are we actually living it out in our lives? Cause it's easy to think, you know, I've got, uh, a black friend, you know, I'm not a racist or I've got a Hispanic friend. I'm not a racist, but okay. That's good. And I'm glad that you have friends of different backgrounds, but how often are you really spending time with them? You know, how many meals do you have with them? I think if you took an honest assessment of your life and you thought about how many times over the last year you sat and had a meal with somebody who was very different than you, I think you might go, whoa, I don't know how many times I've actually done that. In the scriptures, we often talk about how Jesus is found eating meals with people that everyone in their culture would say, oh, no, you can't spend time um, with that person. And so in that time, it was if you are eating with a tax collector, if you're eating with a a prostitute or a sinner, then it's a way of condoning that person's behavior. And so, well, you shouldn't sit with those people. And so that's something that Jesus is always getting in trouble for. And obviously our world is different. We have more freedom. You aren't spying on your friends and saying, don't eat with that person. Don't, I mean, we don't have that. But in that freedom, are we using that freedom to actually spend time with those who are different than us? Because it's hard. It's hard to constantly put yourself out there and put yourself into diverse situations. As we talked about in the first episode, it can step on people's toes. It can cause you to end up saying uh, the the wrong thing. An example for us we have a, a couple uh, young women at our church, and they had invited me to come over there, El Salvadorian, to their family's home to have pupusas. 
And I was very excited about this. But a few weeks later, I said to them, uh, when am I coming over for tamales? And they very politely said to me, it was papusas, not tamales. We're El Salvadorian, not Mexican. And that's what happens when you're in diverse communities. Sometimes you say the wrong thing. Sometimes you, you forget. And personally, I like papusas way more than tamales. But it's those moments that you have that are sometimes hard. And you have to just constantly put yourself out there. And it's it's a challenge for all of us. It takes being intentional because so much of our time is spent around people who probably have about the same amount of educational background as us because it's the people we work with. You live near people who are probably around your income level, generally, not always true, but generally. And so you can spend a lot of time around people who are just kind of the same as you without being intentional about it. So I think to seek diversity is at first to be honest and to ask yourself, you know, how, how much am I doing this? And then the other side of it, I think, would just be very simply neighboring. And one thing that's nice is we have a very low bar for that in our world today. If you just walk across the street and ask your neighbor to come over for dinner, they might think you're super weird because that's just not the culture that, that we live in today. But what would it take for you to do that? One of the things that's nice about living in Los Angeles is we are a, a diverse city. And so we have different people living around us in almost any neighborhood that you would pick. And so you have the opportunity to just say, hey, you know, why don't you come over to my house? Let's let's have dinner together. And it's something that, again, takes some intention, but it's not overly difficult. And I think it's something that will bring great joy to your life if you're willing to put yourself out there and do it. You might make some mistakes, papooses for tamales, but it's really valuable to continue to try to put yourself in those situations. Yeah, I can I can definitely concur with the papooses to tamales. <laughs> um, I, there, uh, I grew up in Santa Barbara um, for most of my life, and so uh, having a lot of uh, Mexican and um, like Spanish uh, Latino descent, um, like it, it, it's a whole different world. Um, but I think you, and we tend to be scared of, you know, crossing certain boundaries or, or saying the wrong thing. And, and that can, uh, kind of alienate us. We, we tend not to have those conversations when we think we're going to like embarrass ourselves or others, but like a little bit of embarrassment goes a long way. Yeah. And it's, and it's important to continue to put yourself out there and uh, to be, to be a good neighbor, to be a good a good citizen. Yeah. And, and another thing, um, another big excuse we have in LA is like, we don't have the time, like I'm busy. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. Um, we're very business centered, but, uh, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's like you find the time you need, like you, you know, find the time to exercise or, or to eat healthier or to do something like that. It's like you, you will find that time. So, so it's, it really is being honest, like you said, and asking ourselves, well, where am I not uh, applying myself? And that will that would lead actually right into our next question. Uh, what steps do you think need to be taken in order for us to detach from ourselves in a healthy way? Yeah, I think one of the things is you know, a little bit definitely related to that is spending time in actual conversation with people. Uh, face-to-face interactions and spending 
less time on social media using technology. Uh, unfortunately, I think technology leads us to a very catered experience where we get to only visit the websites that we like, you know, follow the things that we're really interested in. And it creates a space that is very me-centered, hyper-individualistic. And we need some time to step step away from that. So I would encourage you just this week, look at how much time you spend on your phone or how much time you spend to spend a week logging that. I know there's some apps that do that, but and make it a goal the next week to do it 10% less or something. Just start there. Just say, I'm going to step away from this for, for a little while and try to like really connect with people who, who are around me. I think one of the dangers of, of technology is it gives us the opportunity to just live into our own version of stories. There was a time in uh, several years ago where I was going to uh, a dance recital for a, a high schooler in our church. And as I was going to it, she texted me and said, are you still coming? I said, yeah. And she said, well, just FYI, I hurt my back. So I might not be able to, to dance as well as usual. And it's like, for me, I don't know anything about dance recitals. So I'm no expert. I couldn't tell you if she was doing things correctly or not, but I said, okay, cool. I'll, I'll see you there. And I went to the show. I couldn't tell any difference. It looked amazing to me. As far as I could tell, she danced well from my perspective. But as she was talking to the group of us that were there at the end, she said, oh, yeah, I, I felt all right, and I, I did this. And I thought about how when I was in high school, if I had a phone, I would have done exactly the same thing. I played high school baseball but barely played. Mostly I sat on the bench. And if someone would have said, hey, Brian, I'm coming to your game tonight, I would have said, well, you know, the coach doesn't like me. Or, oh, my arm's hurting a little bit today, so I'm probably not going to get in. And that's what I would have said. So I think technology, it just gives us a really dangerous way to just tell our own version of the story over and over and over and over and over again uh, to a point that we believe it and to a point that it's honestly very detrimental to us because we can just tell our own version of things and not sometimes face like hard facts or reality or really step back and say, oh, this isn't the thing that's limiting me or whatever. I can be honest about what part I'm playing in this. And it's just so easy to just tell your own version of things and not sometimes take the hard steps to face reality that I think we all need to at times. And so you end up just focusing more and more on yourself, which is a, a dangerous thing. And I wouldn't have just done it during high school baseball. I still do it today. And so it's so important to really ask yourself, am I just living in my own version of the story or am I willing to invite other voices into this conversation? Yeah, I think we, we can get up, get caught up in our own stories sometimes. Um, and and we, we tend to think, well, like if I mess up or if this happens, you know, like it, it, it won't be good or it won't be. But um, I think what we need to ask ourselves is, will it not be good for us? Or will it not be good for everyone? Because I think most of the times we avoid something because it's not good for us. Um, it's not good for our image or it's not good for, and, and you can even give the excuse like, well, if, if I don't look good in this situation, then like what good would it do in, in anyone else, else's lives? But, um, 
But I think uh, to detach from oneself is actually uh, almost anti-depression because I feel it correlates. Um, selfishness almost correlates with depression because you tend to think more about the past. You tend to think mm -hmm. more about um, things that you've done in your life and and how you've messed up or how you've done something good. And it's like, and those things are in the past. They're not in the now. Um, so... So I do I, I completely agree that being with other people, you're you're able to detach from yourself in, in just some small ways. Yeah, so, and it's, I think there's real, real great, great power in it because it helps you to to realize that you're you're not alone in your struggles. When I've gone through hard things in, in my life, I'm really thankful that I've always had a community of people around me, and I generally have somebody who has been down a similar path or a similar road and I'm able to go to them and say, Hey, you know what, how'd you do this? Because I'm, you know, 10 steps behind you. And so it's, it's been always, I'm just thankful that being, being a pastor ultimately is a real, real blessing for me because it gives me a, a community of people to help me not focus so much on myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having community really does help. Um, and the one we have here at uh, Glendale is, is amazing. Um, I, I really do love how personal we can, we can get with each other. Um, and, and there is room for growth, definitely. Um, and we've been through our ups and downs with, uh, with um, instruments being introduced and a little farther back, even though it kind of seems in the past like even women uh, being more crucial to uh, service and, and the uh, parts of uh, we all play in, in, in service and, and in, uh, in worship. Yeah. Um, and how, how do you see, uh, the people in, in our service and, and in our family affected by having a community like this? How? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a place that, that matters. I and mean, we, it, it matters that you show up on Sundays and it matters that, uh, we're in we're in each other's lives, and I think it's just a really special place where people feel the warmth that we have here for each other. And uh, I I hope that it's a place that everyone is able to experience that, and that the people who have been here for for a long time continue to make an effort to reach out to to new people because we live in a time when loneliness is very crippling, and uh, if you don't have spaces to go to not feel alone. I mean, you can get into some dangerous cycles. Like you mentioned depression. I mean, there's anxiety, so much stuff that it, it matters that we are together, that we realize that we're not alone. And uh, that's something that I think churches in general, hopefully do a really good job of, but I think our, our specifically does, does a good job of helping people to, to feel like they're part of something bigger. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that sounds like a wrap wow. to me. Episode I know two. already. Just episode two. My gosh. I remember when we were just doing episode one. Yeah. It like, feels like we were so immature then. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, um, anyway, uh, you can find us um, at on Instagram and Facebook at Glendale Church of Christ and our website, uh, glendale.church. Um, this has been Cameron Williams. And uh, I'm here with, again, Brian Shackman, our minister. We'd love to have you come by some Sunday. Yes, come visit us. Um, 10.30 on Sunday mornings. Uh -huh. We record right where we have service, so <laughs> we'll see you there. <laughs>